Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. We were talking about fantasy draft. Who are you taking in baseball as your top guy? And we're writing a movie script. Players only. Players only. Yep. Hello and welcome back to Talking Baseball. Myself. Talking Jake, Jake Ronald Storielli, Trevor Kloof, coming live from the Magnum Condom Studio out in L.A. with BBD on the ones and two. No jam today, getting caught up, long weekend, uh, a lot of funny business this weekend. And because it's a players only up, players only ups are brought to you by Seat Geek. As you guys know, they are the geeks of seats, that means they know what they are doing, and if you use code TALKIN, you can get $20 off your tickets at SeatGeek for new customers. Go see. Trev's been going to a lot of these L.A. games, Anaheim, Dodger Stadium. I used SeatGeek the other day. The Cubbies were in town. Met up with our guy, Coach Ball Game, uh, and use SeatGeek. I'm a consumer. So, uh, it's super easy to do. The green bubbles show you where you got to go if you're familiar with the North American street lights, you'll have a good idea how to use the SeatGeek app. Uh, they'll show you where the value is. Code TALKING, $20 off your first SeatGeek order. Trevor, my good friend, we just spent a a nice weekend together. Oh. You disagree? We did. Okay. No, we did. We did. I was just thinking about it in my head, yeah. um, reliving some of the moments. Why green, yellow, red? I, I guess I get red yeah. and maybe green, but was there a reason for yellow? Isn't that in between the two colors or did I make that up? I guess, yeah. I mean, there's other colors that I feel no, like get too similar no. to it. Like blues can be can look green. Blues blue would be green. calm. Like blues calm. Like slow it down a little bit. Mm. I would. I would mind. You know, that sounds right. Got to get the right blue. Orange gets gets close to red. Somebody Purple told me it was an orange fun. light the other day, and I'm like, no, dude, that's not. It's yellow. I remember hearing the orange. I, okay. I started thinking about. I started thinking about it in my head, and it kind of like made me think. Wait, well, is it orange? Let's see, nah. 1920, William Potts created the first tricolor four-direction signal light. I don't know, man. Red, okay. red, was taken, red was taken from railroads. I guess that initially was the initial stop, so that continued throughout the years. Um, and then, yeah, I think yellow was like close to red, but a different color. I don't know, dude. There's a Thrillist article. I'm not reading it. I'm going to be honest with no, you. No, I don't really care. I don't. I just It just came into my head a little bit. Trev, we are going to talk. Players only. Players only. We're, we're going to talk some of the studs of the league right now. We're going to go into the GM's front office, which you and me have been waiting for for a while. Straighten these people mm. up. Uh, we're also going to. You had a good one, Trev. You said, what, what MLB guys are out there that if we were movie-fying today, the movie needs to be written and told. Yeah, I got this from a, an amp, the amp portion of our baseball today show. Uh, one of our callers brought it up and they asked, you know, what was what story would you like to see be written about, you know, a baseball player or just like a legend, a myth, whatever it may be. So we started thinking about it and we had some good answers on there. But I said, you know what, for talking baseball midweek app, we could expand on it a little bit. Um, I don't know where you land on this, if you care at all, um, if you know some stories or anything like that. I think there's a couple that kind of stick out right away. Everyone talks about the Daniel Nava story, so we can kind of, you know, we'll touch on that, I guess, a little bit. Like the background on that's pretty cool, was kind of like shunned by, you know, his college that he was going to was like an equipment manager, leaves there, goes to a JC. Works his way back onto college, doesn't get drafted, independent leagues. Finally, that gets picked up by the Red Sox, big leagues first pitch grand slam. Bam. That movie writes itself. We don't even have to talk about that. It's an excellent Disney movie. Jake, you might even play Daniel Nava, very similar body yeah. types. And yeah. I've seen the swing. Nava, nice looking swing. 
know, with all the blitz ball practice you've gotten lately, I mean, yours is turning into something of a, a piece of art as well. That's you what know I, the Nava story, right? Yes. I, uh, I, I mentioned him in the intro. Coach Ballgame is obviously a massive fan of the Daniel Nava story. I think he, he's got his, like, cartoon artwork done up for it. And it's, yeah, it's, it's an all-time one. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it, and Trev, honestly, when, when you mentioned it, I loved it because we, we love talking about dudes here on Talking Baseball, highlighting these baseball players. How many, you know, going back to some of the roots of Talking Baseball, you hear everyone say, like, oh, I don't I don't really know baseball players. They're not as they're not as famous as NBA NFL guys. Well, these guys have incredible stories. Uh, whether you're talking about some of the international guys, and it's it's part of what made Talking Yanks popular when we were growing it. We were highlighting the players and who these guys are. And then Talking Baseball, same thing. It's why the second half of our show is player driven because the more you know and the more connected you are to these players, the more you care. That's what makes sports the best reality television. Yeah, I love it. And individual players are, you know, I, I do think there are a lot of stories that probably will never get told, or if they do, they're on a very small scale. Uh, you talk about a lot of guys coming from the Latin countries, um, especially the Cuba ball players that are over here, uh, the Cuban ball players that are over here, and what they had to go through to get even a chance to play Major League Baseball. You know, all of those stories are crazy, incredible, and, you know, uh, a lot of those are kind of only told in the clubhouse. Um, so that would be interesting to see some of those. I kind of landed somewhere different. Okay. Uh, and I think, I know this is a player's episode. Right. I know that. Me and you, we're professionals. Yeah. We rake. Yeah. Um, I recently added a floor hockey to my professional rank. Yeah. Uh, of sports that I play. So that was cool for me. But I landed on something a little different. And of course, everyone knows this story too. But we're talking about movies that should be made and I think will be made. And I want my movie to be successful, bro. Right. I'm not in it for like the in indie thrill, like just to release a movie. I'm not in it for the art. I'm in it for the cash, dude. Right. So you ready for this one? As all good artists are. Uh, Trev, I think I'm Roman ready yeah. for this one. Um, you know, I, I actually, if it's too good, if you tell me this movie idea and it's too good, I might premature ejaculate. And if I do that, then I'm going to need Roman swipes because Roman swipes are clinically proven to help you last longer in bed. There's no prescription needed. It's safe, effective. It's used by millions of men, and there's free two-day shipping. Fellas, if this is something you're struggling with, what are we doing? Give it a what shot. Are we doing? Why would you just carry on and say, this is fine, this is fine? Go back and think about it all day. Next time you got an opportunity, right on entry. Mm. We've got something stressful. Oh, I'm assuming it is. Um, <laughs> Roman swipes are clinically proven to help you last longer in bed. Why not even give this a hack? Uh, even if you're not, who knows? Maybe you become. Like Iron Man or something. And nothing wrong with making your strength stronger. Yeah, hey, you know, three minutes. Ooh, I, I don't need these. Four minutes to eight minutes? I don't know, people. Um, why don't you go to GetRoman.com slash talking today. If approved, you'll get $10 off your first order. That's GetRoman.com slash talking. You know, turn your maybe turn your C- minus into an A. What would that do for you? I don't know. Turn turn a couple doubles. We'll do a lot. Turn a couple doubles into home runs. You know, get that OPS up. Yeah, okay? you know I'm trying to do this. So are you hitting me with the your like big money movie idea right now? I am, but I don't think you're gonna like it. But okay. it just makes the most sense for it, Jake. Paint paint a picture for me. We're making money. That's the goal. It's the Theo Epstein story. Oh wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. Specifically, we're talking the Cubs section of his path. We know the other path. He's a he's a curse buster. Goes to the Red Sox. Does that whole damn thing. But I'm I'm really into the curse of the Billy Goat. Right. And Theo Epstein's part in it. 
doesn't have to be like a Theo Epstein biopic, but he's going to be, you know, kind of one of the main figures in it. Uh, maybe we should, maybe I should start over. It's not the Theo Epstein biopic. It's just okay. that 2016 ball club. And then maybe some of the history going into it. It's a crazy history. I, I started kind of going down the rabbit hole here. Um, Billy Goat Tavern, uh, Bill Sianis mm. started the whole damn thing. Right. Um, famously went to game four of the 1945 world series with his pet goat named Murphy. Okay. What were we doing? Uh, they were asked to leave. What were we doing? <laughs> it was for 1945. What were we doing going to the ball game with your Billy goat, man? <laughs> they asked the dude to leave, understandably <laughs> so. But then he he declared, them Cubs, they ain't going to win no more. So first mm-hmm. of all, think about that whole scene in the movie. This guy's just like got his goat. <laughs> He's going to the game. He probably brought his own snacks, you know, because he's got to feed his goat. The goat's probably, you know, using the bathroom all over the place. They're like, bro, can you just like, your goat is biting people. It's like making too much noise. Get the, It stinks. Get it out of here. This guy ends up like lightning strikes. Like the world kind of goes like dark for a second. Boom. Curse happens. Mm, okay. Okay. A lot of things have happened with the curse. If you really go into it, you can kind of just highlight these things throughout the movie, little clips. Apparently I didn't know this as I'm deep diving into this bill Buckner, former cub goes to the red Sox. Mm. We all know what happened with bill good player, but he's remembered for one thing. Yeah. Ball goes under his legs. Apparently he's wearing a Chicago Cubs batting glove under his fielding glove. Well, did you know that? I didn't know that true. Well, I don't like that. So that happened. And then after that, this guy did not like that he put the curse. His family did not like that he put the curse on the team. So there were several attempts uh, um, from his family to overthrow the curse, bringing the goat again to the game, trying to figure out all these different things. Lots of different subplots throughout this movie, but in comes Theo Epstein, who already has broken a curse. They bring him in. 2016 Cubs. You ever go ahead and just check that roster out? It's pretty, it's pretty damn good. I've looked at it, yeah. But you could tell me some of the names. Well, do you like a guy named Anthony Rizzo? I know mm. you're really feeling that guy right now. I've become fond. He's a friend. He gave me a baseball. 26-year-old, just in the prime testosterone-filled Anthony Rizzo on the Chicago Cubs. Uh, Addison Russell, he was 22 at the time. He's out the league, but he was there. Chris Bryant, Jorge Soler, remember him with the homer? Yeah. Dexter Fowler doing his thing. Jason Hayward, Javi Baez, Wilson Contreras was 24. Uh, not to mention the pitching staff they had. Just a bunch of dogs on that dang staff. You had Jake Arrieta, John Lester, Kyle Hendricks, John Lackey, and Jason Hamill. Anyways, they all get together. They break the curse. Um, we can see that play out. Great series there. We have the game seven. I think a lot of the stories backdrop will be in that game seven um, against the former Indians. You got that whole game. You got the rain delay. You got everything going on. Scene cuts to the end. Theo Epstein in left field in the bleachers in Chicago eating a goat. Mm. End scene. It's over, bro. It's the new money ball. We would, this movie would make so much damn money. We wouldn't know what to do with ourselves. Okay. How do you feel about that? Trev, I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. Love it. Yep. I'm a little shocked you're going Theo Epstein angle, but I understand you're going for the money side of it. Like I, you know. You're I'm my, going for the curse killer. That's the yeah. curse killer. Um, so is there any Boston in this movie? No, this is, we'll mention it. We'll okay. mention it, but we're going to bring it back. This is, this is it. It's the, it's the Billy goat curse. Like maybe there's, okay. Maybe there's a scene. Maybe there's a scene where, you know, you mentioned Bill Buckner, who, by the way, if you're a baseball fan, you probably heard this before, but Stud. he's top, Top seventy-five all time in hits, like uh, un, an unreal career, and it it 
really sucks how he's remembered, but part of me also gets it. Anyways, uh, there should be a scene in there that's something about like ending the Red Sox curse and tied to Bill Buckner and the Cubs thing, and maybe like, like maybe the Steve Bartman, maybe the Boston curse, like. Boston wins the World Series, and Theo looks at a picture of Buckner, and he sees, like, the Cubs glove under his... And he's like, wait, could that... Is that what I need to do next? Trev. I like it. I I wanted to kind of give some cast members. If we can do that. No, it's kind of sad. Hey, I'm going to talk to Baseball Reference. Um... Because when you click on that page, it has, you know, it has all the top 12 players from that year when you traditionally click on a baseball reference page. It only has a couple of them in Cubs uniforms because it updates them as they continue in their career. Like on this page, I should not be looking at Chris Bryant in a Rockies hat. I should be looking at Chris Bryant in a Cubs <laughs> uniform. Uh so, well, th- these are these are some of the things I wanted to bounce off you because okay. I feel like you'd be good at this as, me, as my casting. We're casting. That's where my my brain jumped there when you said Theo Epstein and he's going to be the star of this. I mean, that's where we need a ringer. Well, it's I have either Toby McGuire, oh. <laughs> or I have Jason Bateman. Okay, as my Theo Epstein. I kind of like the Jason Bateman thing. I think he's kind of on fire. Like, yeah, but I don't know if that. The personalities match. I think maybe it's a more Toby Maguire situation. Toby Maguire situation. I don't know if that's where you landed on this or not. So, and I'm doing this on the fly because you you wanted to introduce this to me. Um, yeah. the only other name I like those two options. You're obviously getting two very different characters there. I mean, you're kind of getting, yeah. you know, Jason Bateman's proved he can do the intense thing, but you're also going to get a little more humor there. Toby Maguire, um, I mean, kind of the epitome of Spider-Man in my head. He is my Spider-Man. I know that's controversial on, okay. the, on the internet. Is he typecasted for you? The only other guy that I think I'm throwing in the mix. Okay. How about Topher Grace? Um that that seventy show, um, you know, I think kind of the same person as Tobey Maguire. Exactly, like, like I, I basically just twisted Tobey Maguire a little bit more. Um, you know, I just I googled to you know to educate myself Theo Epstein doppelganger, and an article came up that said Ben Affleck. Are you seeing that at all? Like a clean. Oh, get out of here! Ben okay. Affleck's not in this movie. Okay? okay, if this was a movie about the Red Sox, we have Ben Affleck. Okay, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have brought that up. I got a couple good ones for the players. Um, Chris Bryant. You know, you think about the eyes; they're sharp, they're yeah. pointed. They, you know, uh, Chris Pine. Okay, good for that. Yeah, I like that. The only problem is it's tough. Like these guys aren't going to be able to play baseball. So like some of these guys, I'd like them to play themselves. Like Jake Arrieta is in the exact same shape that he was. He's in the flick for the 2016 Cubs. Like just, he just plays Jake Arrieta. I can only allow one of those though. Cause that makes it awesome. It's like, we had to bring in actors okay. for everyone else, but Arietta's just in the <laughs> flick. Well, him and Dexter Fowler are both in incredible shape still. So maybe okay. we just say two. Okay. I could be talked into it. You know, I'm a hard sell. And then, I wanted John C. Riley for Anthony Rizzo, but I think that's not fair to Anthony Rizzo. That's not who Rizzo wants, Tong. That's tough. Find a 26-year-old Anthony Rizzo. That's tough, Trey. Yeah, it's 26 years old. It's tough. I'm I'm just going by looking, and I need I need actors. Maybe, maybe more of a Joe Madden. Maybe John C. Riley plays John Lester. It's still really Remember, tough. John C. Riley is a, a he's a baseball movie guy. Right, but Trev, I love John C. Riley, but I mean he's fifty-seven. Adrian Brody playing Kyle Hendricks. <laughs> I'm all in. All this all works. <laughs> I'm all in. No, it's funny. Both of them just did the Lakers <laughs> show. You can have <laughs> someone old can play a young Kyle Hendricks, <laughs> but someone old can't play a young Anthony Rizzo, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he can't do that. I I disagree, dude. Okay. I think Anthony Rizzo has looked old his entire life. 
Like he doesn't act old. He's not like an. He's not right. like that. But like his face is, it's a it's an adult face. He doesn't have a baby face. I mean, the other thing here is you you get a couple stars and then you get a bunch of young guys to like hopefully get their breakout role. Yes, yes. And maybe a little bit of background in baseball. We could just kind of dip into the minor leagues, get some guys. I like that aspect of it. And kind of where I'll end with this because look, it's it's a phenomenal movie. It's going to get made. I wish someone's bought the rights to it. I don't know who. Maybe the Cubs, maybe Theo, probably for his life. One of my favorite parts of movies, Jacob, yeah. is at the end, we know, you know, they're gonna win, blah, blah, blah. But then we start seeing like they, they go close up on Chris Bryant. And it's like Chris Bryant, you know, left the Cubs and signed a massive deal with the Colorado Rockies. He's still doing this. Anthony Rizzo, you know, really found a home with the Yankees. They won the 2022 World Series together. He was the MVP, he had massive homer, stuff like that. When they cut to Ben Zobris' ex-wife singing the national anthem, there's going to be like dramatic, like Trent Reznor background music, like foreshadowing what's going on there. And we're going to have to put that in there. I got to tell you what. I Ben Zobris got mentioned this weekend. And he was the hero. How do we not talk about it? She sang the national anthem. I don't like saying I hate people that I don't know. Life's kind of not about that for me, but man, I hate her. I don't like her. Like what? I mean, obviously I'm team Ben. So team Ben. Maybe this would be huge for Zobris. Like, he was at a game the That's other day. I'm they saying. gave him a standing ovation. And, like, this could be the revitalization. Like, he'll be, he'll be dating J-Lo, like, four weeks after the movie comes out. Sorry, Rod. 100%. This guy was an absolute stud. Gets, breaks the, the curse almost himself there in extras. Great reaction. Like, we have it all going. But that whole thing is just kind of, we have to put it in the movie, Jake. I'm trying to sell tickets here, dude. Ben, Zob- ben Zobris changed baseball. A little bit. Who plays Wilson Contreras himself? Does he get to play himself too? Because he looks the same. There's just so many guys playing themselves at this point. Um, Who plays Javi Pius? Oh, I mean, you could find an actor for Javi. I mean, Javi's, Javi's, the, like, Javi's the sexiest guy on the team. Like, we have a Javi yeah. Baez casting session, and we will walk away with options. Roman ready. Like, I mean, yes. You're, you're doing a body issue for the movie, so make sure you're in shape. Let's go. Like, you're going to need... A couple, a couple in the eyebrows? Yeah. You're going to be a lot closer to needing Roman swipes than Roman's other products for casting Javi Baez. I understand this is a silly concept and a silly thing for our show. I get it. But I really believe this movie is going to be made eventually. And, you know, I just want people to be like, hey, remember when uh, talking baseball said this is going to be a movie and they explained how they would do it? I wish they were at the helm of this movie. I think that's what people will probably end up saying. I mean, is there... Trent Reznor, you're 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 doing the soundtrack. Okay. Um. A late pitch for Epstein. He might not be young enough. He's in great shape and he looks great, though. Big Timothy Oliphant guy. I think he could have some good intensity for the role. Man, what's... Okay, so you this... Know was, who can play, you know who could play Hendrix? Who could play Get Hendrix. Adrian Brody out of there. Okay, he's out. We need, we need a little bit of sex appeal here. Yeah. We got Javi Baez, but we need a counterpart also. What about a Timothy Chalamet for Kyle Hendricks? That I would do wonders it. for Kyle Hendricks. I love it. Yes. I, I wanted to hate, in the words of Dusty Baker, I wanted to hate that little fucker. Oh, he's the best. I love him. Um, so, yeah, if he's in this flick, I mean, talk about selling tickets. Those Kyle, Chris Hens- Pine, Timothy those, Chalamet, those, Jake Arrieta playing himself. I mean, that's enough right there for me. Those Kyle Hendricks sex scenes we've all been waiting for uh, finally come to life. Man, 
Chalamet. I can't believe I'm a Chalamet guy. I can't shake him. He's awesome. You can't shake him. He did a part in this horrible movie called like Don't Look Up. Right. You see that yet? Yeah. It was bad. It's it's pretty bad. It was bad. Like there's some funny parts. He was pretty funny in that movie. I mean, I watched anything I've watched Chalamet in. He's been my favorite part of the movie. I think that movie, I think Dune. I mean, obviously he's like the main character, but I didn't enjoy the movie of Dune. The King, you see that movie? But I like Chalamet. I don't think I've seen The King yet. I think you'd like that. If you're a Chalamet guy, he's turns into the king, a reluctant king, if you will. What's the other one where he he plays the like male lead? I don't know. Now I'm. Yeah, there's. Here. I mean, there are some freaking names on movies. this team, dude. Joe Nathan was on the Cubs in 2016. You love you know Joe that? Nathan. You I think didn't. he should be in the Hall. That's I how, think he's one of the best closers of all time. That's how your movie ends. He ends up in the Hall of Fame. Who's who's rocking the sideways bill for Pedro Strobe? Oh. Again, another sexy actor. I'm trying to think who that could be. So Moneyball Let's was made in 2011. And those are about players from, what is it, like 2003, 2002? I think so yeah. what's the age gap there? We're talking... Nine years to get the film to come out. So this, the Cubs movie comes out in 2025. Which means we got a film. I mean, I needed. 2003. Yeah. We got a film in, in 2024. <laughs> which means we got a cast in 2023. So this is sneaking up on us. We kind of got to get the ball rolling a little bit. Um, I at least want an executive producer tag on there. Yeah. Um, and maybe ca- me and you will just be casting directors. I think that'll be the funnest part of the whole movie. Are you trying to be in this movie? Who would you be on the 2016 Cubs? That's a good. That's a good point. That's a good we're, point. You Do know I, us. Is it like it, we're both kind of snakes? We're finding a way into this movie. I'm surprised you're not going for Arietta. Are we, well, I was saying like I could probably I need my body in a little bit better shape, but I could do that. Are we doing like an Easter egg type thing or are we doing like we're in the movie? I think we're in the movie. Okay. You could be John Lackey. I don't know if I can be John Lackey. You just kind of yell at people. You're definitely drinking beers. Like kind of like, you know, a little sloppy, but you're, you know, you're doing it. Okay. Six John Lackey. Veteran on the team. Six, six left. I don't know who I'd be. Lackey's a righty. How about Jamer Candelario with five games on that Cubs team? Who knew? Oh my gosh! No, I got it. You're okay. you're up and comer, Kyle fucking Schwarber, bro. Okay. With that swing you got? Yeah. Easy, easy. I might play David Ross, the old Wiley be, vet. You want to be Rossi? I like that for you. Yeah, I be the old Wiley vet. Just like, damn, David Ross looks fucking good in this movie. You could be Chris Bryant. Come on, Trev. (laughs) Copy that No, he's too pretty. He's too pretty. He's too pretty. Although I am a third baseman. I'm really not seeing a role for myself unless I'm Javi Baez, which people have said before. Miguel Montero's not a bad fucking go-through for you, bro. Hmm. Let's see, that could work for you. That's it. That's all I got. This is this is. I've been thinking a lot about it. This is the movie that I want to make. There's obviously other stories. Oh, you dude. Know. Okay, I found my role. I it's more of a cameo. I'm okay. going that route. That's more real. Um, I'm gonna be a young Glaber Torres, and I get traded for Chapman. Wow. Yeah. Because you can pick it, like everyone sees, like everyone the future, you know, it. it's there. But we're kind of we're kind of going for it here, right? Kind of we 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 weep when you get traded over, but we know that it's going to bring us a title, right? Hopefully. Like I'm, yeah, maybe there's one scene where I'm like the beloved little brother on the team, and then the deadline rolls around, and uh, yeah, it's just it gets real. 
it's like, damn, we're a good team, and now it's like, damn, we need to win the World Series. Look, I love Glaber Torres, yeah. right? He may he may win the World Series this year, but this is another example. You got a chance to win a World Series, and you just need a piece. You can give up a you can give up a prospect. Okay, like yeah. go get that piece. It's about winning the World Series. Like go try that. Stop hoarding prospects. I don't think the Cubs regret that move at all. You figure out For the rest later. Half a season of. So that movie's just it, ours bro. now. We basically just wrote the movie on an episode of Talking Baseball. I'm a little surprised you didn't go more. Because when I was thinking of this, I thought you would be going more individually. Like, I was looking up, you know. We've talked about him on a couple episodes now. Uh, Jose Cuas, who was, he was driving FedEx. He's a former infielder. Yeah. And then he he's, switches over to try to make it as a pitcher. COVID hits. He's driving FedEx. The dream's done. Now he's pitching, he's pitching for the Royals this year. Like, there's got to be something there. We there's talk- a lot of great stories like that. We've talked about some of the the Cuban ball players. I mean, if you're, I guess that's if we were trying to make a thriller, like a box office, like I'm, I don't want this to be shots fired, but you're, you're kind of copying a little bit from Moneyball. Like there's something that works there. Society's seen it. We're just putting the Cubs twist on it a little bit. Is it a Moneyball thing though? Because this isn't about like, you know, I got no resources, like right. I'm trying to figure it out. It's like, here's the resources, go break this curse. This is the curse breaker. Maybe curse that's breaker. the maybe that's the name of the movie. Curse breaker's a badass title. Curse breaker's a badass but title. The only thing I don't like is I'm giving someone who didn't go to Stanford all the credits, a Yale guy. So it's like, you know how the us Ivy Leaguers are. I do. I do. As a Ivy League guy myself who went to Vanderbilt. I uh, I understand yeah. all of that. They're saying that's the Ivy League of the southern part of the U.S. It's an expensive. It's also like kind of middle of the U.S. It's an expensive school. Um, traffic lights are red, yellow, and green. Uh, what other players? BBD. We were we were workshopping before this. We were chatting. Anthony Ghost came up. Anthony Ghost. Mentioned him on a recent Good talking story. baseball as well. That's uh, you know, that would show some of the the highs and lows you go through. You know, gets called up as a hitter and a major leaguer and all that excitement. I think the Ichiro story is pretty good. I mean, he has a um, a story similar to like a Tiger Woods, um, where like his dad was just making him practice like since he was like a little kid. Right. And Ichiro, I think there was a quote I was reading about. He said like, it was almost like hazing. Like it wasn't like he was like having fun doing it. It was just yeah. like his dad was making him play baseball all the time. Eventually he falls in love with the game and you know, the kind of, I think a lot of people would like to know that story because nobody knows a lot of uh, Chris Rose is saying that like, nobody knows a lot about Ichiro. Like we know what he's done on the field and we know he's extremely popular and, one of the best hitters of all time, but like, I don't know if a lot of people know about like his background and stuff. He's like 15 years later. We probably know a lot more similar, similar vein. Otani came up for us cause he's best ever at everything. Mm-hmm. There's kind of not enough there yet for the Otani yeah. movie. We'll, we'll get a little more. Um, you can start uh, dream boarding it, but. but yeah, that's, you know, you're planning that, that for the future. Um, the uh oh, so I was t- I was trying to tie this one together. The the Guriel brothers, they both came over from Cuba, and like if Houston and Toronto end up playing in the playoffs, like that would kind of be your your final your end. I like that, you know, and maybe, you know, Yuli is playing first base. And Loris, Loris hits a screamer at him, and Yuli just lets it by. He's like, I've already done this. The one um, 
Let me give one more player. Okay. And then we should probably move on to your topic. I also think like the Ken Griffey Jr. story will be great. And I think it would crush it at the box office. Like talking about him and his dad playing for the same team, following him along, like the kid. I mean, this the, the whole thing kind of writes itself, if you will. So I'd like to see that. Trev, we talked about this beforehand. And I, I mentioned this. So, you know, if we were going like thrill, like box office thriller, you could do like one of these one of the Cuban guys' stories. I mean, you know, I, I think a lot of people are kind of familiar with Puig's. Like, his is insane. I mean, there's a laundry list of them. And, hey, I am I guess, you know, we, we have to be careful what we say. It's not like I'm trying to profit off of these guys. I hope these guys could profit off their own story. But, you know, I mean, we're talking guns and hiding and crazy shit like that, that um, those would be thrillers. And then, as you and I uh, mentioned briefly before we started, we'd want to work sex scenes in wherever we can. That's what sells. And, dude, I mean, talk about Griffey. I mean, in that Griffey movie, a young Ken Griffey Jr., like king of the world, coolest guy ever. I don't know. I don't know. You're telling me a couple Ken Griffey Jr. sex I don't know a lot about... I don't know a lot about King Griffey Jr.'s sex life, so maybe we got to pry into that a little bit. King Griffey Jr. Maybe we don't. Maybe we just leave it at that. Um, Are you Googling it right no, now? No, I didn't Google that. <laughs> um, it looks like he's been married since 92. So, like... I was going to say, I think like he's like a family man, dude. Good for Ken Griffey Jr. I mean, there could still be a sex scene, but... Yeah, it'd be like lovemaking. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. the, that's the only kind of sex scenes we know, Trev. Um, well, I'm happy for you. I, I think Hollywood Trev, you know, we're talking about, you know, future John Boy Media. Where Where is everyone in 10 years? It's going to be tough to keep you off a movie set with those kind of ideas. All right. So here we go. I, I, I should have looked this up earlier. I uh, just Googled who owns Cubs 2016 movie rights. Apparently, uh, Radar Pictures is developing a movie about the Chicago Cubs winning the 2016 World Series. That was in 2017. These these dudes yeah. haven't got the ball rolling fast no. enough, so we might just have to steal that from them. How about that? And, dude, I always, like... You always hear Hollywood stories where it's like, it took 10 years to get it off the ground, and then it finally got hooks in it so like that's kind of I'd assume that's what they're waiting for um Melissa and Ken Griffey report oh gosh reportedly met at an alcohol free dance club during his rookie season so okay there's something there tight would you say oh my god too before that um I'm just looking at all these uh there's some ideas for casting in this movie um online it's not very good it's not very good Give me a give me a couple bad ones. Um. Well, they have they have Robert De Niro as Joe Madden. Don't hate that. Okay. Big name man. Maybe he's a little a big too name. old now. Um. And then they had Matt Damon as Theo Epstein, which I don't I don't like that one either. No. Now we've got Affleck in. Who Damon. plays Steve Bartman? Because I like that scene is going to be in the movie as well. You know what? I need a I need a comedian there. I need a funny guy. Who's the guy that plays Mr. Robot? Isn't that guy who like, also played he He played a uh, Rami Malek. Freddie I mean, Mercury too. M- most people remember him he from could, Night at the Museum, but yes. He could also be Theo Epstein. But maybe he's a little too intense. He's got an intense look to him. I see what you're saying. Maybe he could be Bartman then. Play like a really shady barman. Tom Holland's everywhere these days. Oh, I love him. Yeah. I mean, he's Channing Tatum's also going to be in my movie just because he, I want him in my movie. Yeah. Zach Efron as Chris yeah. Bryant. I don't know. I could see that. Um, okay. All right, Trev. Let's talk a little baseball. Can we get Jaden Smith okay. in the movie? You're probably looking at the same article I'm looking at now. 
I just I googled best young actors. <laughs> oh well, they have him as playing Addison Russell in this. Really, movie. Addison Russell will not be prominently featured in our movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, movie talk with Trev is over. We're going to talk about some of the best players in baseball. And Trev, I want to tell you about Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens, your guy, Chris Rose, has been messing up some Athletic Greens. Uh, because he likes an easy solution, with one scoop, he gets 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, and probiotics to start your day right. It helps with gut health, uh, your nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Sheesh. Uh, We have a monster shipment coming to the office. It should be here soon. I'm excited to just mess this stuff up. Because guess what? You're hearing about it from us. You hear about this stuff on every show, man. Athletic Athletic Greens is killing it. Um, And what you should do, Athletic Greens, they're going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D. Boom. Five free travel packs. Bang. All you have to do, is visit athleticgreens.com slash baseball. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash baseball to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Athleticgreens.com slash baseball. One-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and the five free travel packs. If you're trying to get your health on, let's do it with AG1 Athletic Greens. All right, Trevor, my guy. What's up, dog? We continue the episode. There definitely weren't a bunch of tech issues. Trevor, a guy who's your internet best friend, maybe. Foolish Bailey. Uh, What's going on with you two? Where are you guys at? I genuinely have no idea. You know, he's kind of gone MIA on me. I don't know. I did a thing with him. We did referencing baseball with T. Ploof. We did that. Had a nice little relationship going. And then me and Foolish kind of fell off. I mean, I, I don't know if like I did something or it's been tough for me. You know, I, I, I thought I had like a, a young friend who I can go to talk the game. I love his perspective on it, but really he's kind of just like ghosted me a little bit. So, you know, I'm working through that and I've made some new friends, but there'll always be like what could have been with Bailey. Well, maybe this can start the healing process. Uh, Bailey, he sometimes tweets out, I think I started doing it first, whatever. Not not trying to be controversial, but uh, just the concept of, you know, if you're on Twitter, just a little Q&A. Like, you got me for a oh, little bit. Oh, yeah. You came up with that idea, the Q&A on Twitter, for sure. I mean, I wouldn't say I invented it. I think in the baseball sphere, I think I beat Bailey to it. Anyways, just, you know, int- being men of the people. Okay. And uh, Bailey was doing that last night, and we're both... Uh, out-of-the-park baseball nerds, Trev. I know we haven't gotten you there yet. Uh, but it's also the basic concept of if chaos hit tomorrow and baseball hit the reset button and there was an actual fantasy draft, everybody's a free agent. Uh, and I think within those confines, we do, you know, some general, we're going to keep contracts the same because that makes the most sense. We're going to, you know, assume that teams are a little more fair paying. Like if we're, you know, the Guardians, we're not necessarily going to have, maybe we're open to a $150 million payroll. Maybe every team is, so you don't have to be limited by resources. Basically, it becomes a time value equation, right? It's if you're playing Madden, you draft the young quarterback because you know you're going to have them under control and cheap for a few years. Baseball, it's kind of the same thing, right? But I wanted to walk through it with you because I I thought Bailey's answer was interesting. And I, you know, A, I I think this is going to show us a lot of the young guys around the league, and I want to get creative with it. I always want to get a little funky with you, Trev. So do you know who Bailey answered as his number one pick if there was a fantasy draft tomorrow? I I don't, but I think that uh, there's an obvious answer here because you're talking about contracts are staying the same. It's uh, Acuna has got to be the one. I don't even think we should talk about Acuna on this because he's locked in at 17 mil for the next three years, I believe. Then you have two more years of team options at that 
price. So like, I mean, for what he is and who he is and who he can be, I think he's a career 915, 916 OPS guy. We know he brings everything. He's a face of the franchise guy. So I think he probably answered him if I had to guess. That is what Bailey answered. He's also a Braves fan. Uh, but the argument yeah, too. the argument is clearly there. Yeah, he is he is six for one oh two the next six years up until his age thirty season. A that's ridiculous. I know we've talked about wow. that previously, but my goodness, Ronnie. Um I don't know. I, I guess where my brain started spinning a little bit is you know, he's playing right field this year. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, right field is a position that you don't necessarily jump up and say, like, I need that guy. I don't know, man. I, You know, should we be having more Vladimir Guerrero Jr. conversations? I know he had a bad May, but, like, he's 23 years old. He's got a career 880 OPS. Um. You know, people threw Tatis out there, but he kind of has the bag on the way. Should we be talking about pitchers at all? You're yeah, kind- I think you could you could talk about pitchers here. I think you know, uh, uh, I know from for for me and and you guys, you and Jimmy as well. When we go over the TPPs. If if a team doesn't have starting pitching, we're like you're you're not a team. You're not right. going to be in this at all. So you could do you know a Sal a, a Sandy Alcantara, mm. okay, because he's uh, stud. He eats innings in a time when people don't throw innings anymore. Um, he's been basically the best pitcher in baseball this year, and they got they locked him up. So he's cost controlled. Let me see. I got the salary up right here. He's cost controlled until 2026. There's a, a team option for 2027, so you can get him through age 30. So this year plus uh, four more. 6.3 next year, 9.3 the next, 17, and then 17. Then there's a 21 option. I think he's in the running for this. Because if you're talking about controlled costs, which basically what we're doing is like good players, good young players that have signed, you know, team-friendly-ish deals, I think Sandy's got to be at like, you know, at the top or near the top of that list. So he's definitely in the running for something like this. Well, and that's where um, I understand the argument where Sandy has already signed for a little bit. And uh, Ronnie is already signed for a little bit. And they're proven, obviously. But, I mean, if we're going pitchers, like someone like a Shane McClanahan, I mean, he's on he's on year two now. He has the best ERA in the American League. He's a young lefty flamethrower. Like, in theory, you could get another season or two from this guy, and then you can also maybe get one of those extensions where you add on one or two years at a quote-unquote team-friendlier price. Like, that's where I think if, if you're willing to go pitcher, I think the board opens up a lot because I I think I can make a Shane McClanahan argument at just as much, if not better, than Alcantara. What you Who did you call him? I don't know, man. I try my best every time, and I get so scared. Jimmy threw the ta-da thing in my head, and it's fucked up my head. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I think they're they're of the same ilk here as far as you know cost controlled young pitchers who are studs. Um, Sandy's got a little bit more of a track record there, so I like that. Um, but yeah, McClanahan's definitely in the running. I mean, there's a you're right. You open up the pitcher uh, game. There's a lot of guys that you know are young stud pitchers that haven't signed um, a long term deal. I just like the I just like thinking of having it already uh, locked in. Now I know. Shane's going to be locked in for another three years, four years before he hits free agency. So like you have just arbitration cases for him. Uh, what are those going to look like uh, if he continues to do what he's doing here? You know, those could you know rise pretty quickly. So I think the deal for Sandy's probably going to be better. And I'm just saying if, if McClanahan continues to be the pitcher, he is like those arbitration years are gonna be pretty damn big. Um, and you kind of got Sandy locked in there. You can't go wrong with either of these guys like at all. If this went down in real life, like in real, real life. Yes. What's up with Otani? Like, is he not, is he not the one? Does it depend what market you're in? Because in a couple years, he's going to get paid more money than any 
baseball player ever? I think that he is. It's, it kind of depends on how you're going to do this, Jake. We're we doing it for one season. We're we doing it for the ten years. We're like, starting. You know we're, that we're starting a dynasty. Like this. This isn't. This isn't one year. Because one year, I think everyone's back in play. Right. Like you're bringing Trout sure, in sure, play. Sure, you're sure. bringing everyone in play. We're we're starting dynasty mode. And so you know the money is still a factor, but the the young guys obviously become more valuable than the older guys. I think Otani is, if we're doing it kind of thinking about, I don't know, the next four or five years, you are going to have to price in a massive jump or you're risking losing him. So if you draft him now, obviously he's, I think he's cost controlled for the next, I hate saying that about players. Yeah. Sounds weird. Cost control does sound weird. I don't like that. I can't even, where is his salary on here? Okay. So he's just doing ARB right now. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's like the obvious choice then. If we're doing it kind of like you're saying, like, yeah, you, you go ahead and go ahead and get a show. Hey, you get two players for one, you get the marketability, you get face of the franchise. He is a free agent 2024, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, he could be out the door pretty quick. Uh, I thought it was one more year after that. Um, dang, man. I think he's definitely in consideration, but you have to be willing to. St- Spend the big bucks. You're going to have to be willing to give a massive, massive deal uh, in 2024. So, yeah, this year, and yeah, so basically, we're doing it for one year. I think Otani's out for me then. It's going to cost a lot of money. And if we're talking about starting a franchise from scratch, it's probably Acuna. It's probably Acuna for me. I think Bailey was right. I wonder, I don't think it's ever going to happen in my lifetime. But man, oh man, if a major sport, if baseball or NFL or NBA had the full set just roster redraft, I think it would be one of the most watched things in sports history. I mean, to watch your team just fully rebuild from the ground up, that's like a dream of mine, and I just don't think it's going to happen. It's never going to happen. You know, it's funny. It's like we like think about Ronnie and like, oh, man, he, he rakes. He's like, you know, uh, he can steal bags. He can do all that. Otani does. Right. It's just as good as him. Plus, he can pitch, dude. So, like, Otani is like the guy. But you just the money aspect of it, I think the value in an Acuna-type player, is it's just almost too good to pass up. I mean, what if I told you it's a while till Tommy Edmonds a free agent? I love Tommy Edmonds. I told you that. Yeah. Racking up war. Tommy Edmond would be like a sneaky, like second or third rounder in this draft. People would be like, what? And like, no, go look. Like the guy can play all the middle positions, second base, shortstop. You put him out in the outfield if you needed him. Uh, gold glove, steals bases. Like, you know, he's not going to have power like the rest of the guys, but a table setter, if you will. I love Tommy Edmond. He's not in this conversation just yet, though. So what if I rewrite it, Trev, that we are doing one season? Mm. One season of Major League Baseball. And like your your life is Shohei. on the line. Shohei. Yeah? Shohei. Shohei. Shohei? We're talking about getting the most value out of someone. Are we talking about like I, I mean I, you gotta rephrase the question a little bit because you just said my life is on the line. My life is very important to me and to maybe a few other people. But Shohei, I think is for one season, especially like this year or this next coming year, you're gonna pay him whatever it is. Yeah, it's 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 Shohei. I I fully get it, but I also don't like I. I don't know. I guess I have injury stuff in my head, but Shohei's literally two guys. He's literally he's two a career eight seventy five OPS dude. <laughs> Ronald Acuna Jr. is a career nine fifteen. So you're getting like, you know, 30 extra OPS points, but you're also getting a pitcher that's very good in Otani. Trout doesn't enter your mind at all. Of course he enters my mind. He's always, I'm always thinking about Mike Trout and that fucking home run swing. It's ridiculous. Mm. Uh, But no, no, it's, I think, I think Otani, I mean, we're talking about most valuable player in the big leagues is kind of what you just asked me. It's Otani. Yeah. I'd consider Trout. 
I'd, I'd have to think about the other teams around the league. Because, man, Trout's one dot in this year. He's got a career one dot. Like I know. Not, not, <laughs> not to be shots fired at Otani, because there's still a lot of baseball left to play, and we'll see where his numbers land. But, you know, Shohei Otani is having a nice year, and he has a 789 OPS. Like, you know, I, I think that number's going to come up. He's obviously a special guy. It will. Guy. This is well below average. It's well below average for him. It'll be, it'll be high eights, if not in the nines, by the end of the year. All right. I don't know. And he steals bags, too. Daddy Trout, though? I love Trout. Big old neck, thick boy. All right, Trevor. My two answers, like long-term Acuna, just because of the contract, obviously the player matters too there. He's a stud. But then like one year, you're just trying to maximize your value, like your return on investment. I think it's Otani. Sound off in the chat. I wish Bobby Witt Jr.'s numbers were a little better this year. I I love him. Like, if his numbers were a little better this year, like, I think he's a kid that could enter the conversation. I mean, it's one of those... As of late, he's been crushing it. That's what I'm saying. Like, you you end up going down these baseball wormholes where, uh, you know, Bobby Wood Jr. in a couple years could make it look really dumb that we did or really dumb that we didn't take him. But it's the path of baseball, like the value of baseball. He has been killing it lately. Um, And he just looks like a ball player. I can't believe he's fast. He's so fast. Very fast. They did uh, a swing comparison, him and Trout, early in the year on Twitter. Pretty similar. No wasted movements. It's an incredible swing that the guy's got on him. You know I love me a third baseman, too, although he did play shortstop a lot. But that's me, too. Me, too. Me, too. All right, Trev. We, uh, we're going to get out of here. Funky episode today. I, I hope you people enjoyed it. Sound off in the comments all your favorite players that we definitely missed uh, that you're going to be mad about. Who's going to be the one person that everyone's so pissed off at us about? I mean, we never mentioned Tatis. Uh, you know, he's, he's locked up on the or Soto. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Soto deserves a lot of love. He's, he's getting closer and closer to that payday, but he's one of the best hitters ever. Like, ever, ever. So, yeah, it's uh, it gets tricky. Like, I, you know, is Wander Franco who Franco who he's mm, supposed to be? Golly. Like he's yes, and he's locked up for that many years. So it's almost you don't even have to do a free agency. It's just kind of like a fixed cost. This guy is going to be on your team, and hopefully be a stud. I know he's missed a little time this year. I think it's a lot of the young guys, and then, you know, it's. How good is your good currently? Like, Jose Ramirez just signed not a bad extension, and is he going to be that dude for the next four or five years, and you can just pencil that into your lineup? It's where it's where the baseball gets fun. All the young pitchers we just ran through, like, you know, you could do that with a lot of young dudes, and how, how good are they going to be for the next... If you get a dude for five years that's going to anchor your starting pitching staff, I don't know. I could build a team around that pretty easily. So I, 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 Sandy's my guy. If not, Bobby Miller of the Dodgers. I kind of been following him on Instagram. Love what he's doing. Love that vibe that he's got. Uh, I, but Sandy's, that's why I kind of gave Sandy. I love the idea of him just anchoring the staff, throwing 200 innings in a, in a time where that doesn't happen very often. And he just looks like the real deal. Like the mechanics look so fun. Good. Like, yeah. I hope, uh, I hope we get the prospect lovers in the chat because that's when it gets fun. Give me a Grayson Rodriguez, you know. No idea if mm. he's going to be good or not, but just throwing darts, babe. I mean, that's if this happened in real life, that would be the real seeing what teams just take all the young guys, seeing the old guys getting paid, slipped late, but they could be the best player on your team. Like, what do you do with Judge, who's going to be a free agent and he's about to get $300 million? <laughs> like, that's... This is this is like that meme where it's like, she's the, they're in bed, like a couple's in bed, and she's like looking at him. He's like facing the other way, and she's like, what, he, what he's thinking about. And he's like, us dumb baseball fans are like, what if there was an expansion draft and we had to pick a team? Like, who would go first? Where would Aaron Judge go knowing that his contract's going to end? last is he good he's so good he's He's so 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 good good. he's so so good all right thank you everybody uh we will see you guys on the friday recap episode trevor plouffe bbd john boy 
myself, Jake Sucks. Jake Sucks. Take it home, Jake, or BBD. I didn't hear if Jake sucks, but not, but he sucks. Tolkien Baseball. Starving.